right, folks. Boy, have we got tyranny. <laughs> we got tyranny everywhere. And, of course, it is global. And it is done by the Rothschilds. And it includes the military and the big pharma and just about every government and uh, NGO and uh, e- even the so-called charities <laughs> that you can think of. They're all under the control of the beast system, which we in identity know as the fractional reserve banking system of the House of Rothschild. And folks, people are waking up to this reality. So good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Eli. I'm doing very good here in Sweden. Yes. Yeah. And as you and it also the very satanic with this is they have turned our own we thought um, good institution against us. So they're using them as a weapon against us. So they want, um, we are basically financing our own death. Then that is very cynical what they are doing. And of course, we know that the only thing the taxation is for is to pay off their big debt. Right. It's only about paying off the debt to the international bankers. Yeah. If we wouldn't have them, we wouldn't need any taxation. So that's the, it's a big fraud to pay taxes because then you're financing the, uh, the global banking system under, under the Jewish Rothschild. So, and we know that in identity that that is the sole purpose of taxation. You don't pay tax to get something more. You're paying taxes to pay off the debt of the bankers. Yes, yeah, and uh, it's been working like that. Now, well, as we've been saying here on Eurofolk Radio since the day of that uh, Napoleon surrendered to Wellington at the Battle of Waterloo, because that's when the House of Rothschild began to take over the world with the fractional reserve banking system. Now, that was 1815. 2015 is 200 years. 2023 is 208 years. <laughs> okay. So, this is, and that's the little season of the book of Revelation after the Antichrist was let out of the pit, right? That's the, that's the thrust of this article we're going to re- be reading from today. Part four here of the fallacy of millennialism. And I just posted a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a video. It's on YouTube. And I would encourage everybody to click on that link and download it because they may, this may come off of YouTube very shortly because it reveals too much. It doesn't use the word Jew. However, it, it, in very general terms, it confirms the Christian identity point of view. So, Michael, we're, we stopped at, and let me put the, uh, the article up in the chat room real quick. So, it was the, the paragraph underneath Vienna Congress of... Uh, it's just above Satan's last stand. Yes, exactly. That's, That's where we're at. Oh, yes. Satan's last stand. That's what I marked it. So if you would read the to the two paragraphs above that, because this will set the stage for what I'm going to play from this video. Go ahead. Take it away, Michael. So I read from Vienna Congress. Uh, well, actually, yeah, that the whole that whole thing because that sets the stage. Uh, because this was right after the Battle of uh, Waterloo. Back to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, Vienna 
Congress of International Congress held in Vienna, September 1814 to June 1815, to re-establish peace and order in Europe after the Napoleonic War. The Congress met at the uh, Apollosal built by the English-born Jew um, Sigmund Wolfsson, and the delegates were often entertained during the course of the uh, proceedings in the saloons of Jewish hostesses such as Fanny von Arnstein and uh, Cicely Esklers, end of quote. So they are entertaining the, the attendants as they do today with right. luxury and all the stuff to seduce those, uh, um, those leaders of the European nations. Yes, and doesn't that sound just like Revelation chapter 18 where it talks about the beast uh, with with all its uh, luxur- luxuries and products that sold uh, you know, all over the world and the ships that transport all these products from one port to another. Isn't that exactly what Revelation 18 is talking about? Yes, it is. And yes. we know that, yes, and this luxury, what does that create? Also, why they do this, I guess, because it said, I think, in, in this um, uh, Colbrim Bible that uh, luxury creates weak men. Oh, and then, yeah, um, so. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> I'm too old for luxury. Back to you. Sorry. Yeah, and we are we are not flamed. We're not tricked by it because right. luxury is a trick to trick the, the white Caucasian men, females into this materialistic world that only create weak men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah, and envy, um, envy, but, because you know we we look up to the rich. And, oh, I want to be like that. You know what, what's that lifestyle of the rich and famous? It used to be a TV program uh, in America in the 1990s. All right, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Okay, yeah. yeah be like us. That's, uh, yeah, but that's uh, in the world <laughs> it looks good, but I guess you are killing your soul because you know the rich man that Jesus Christ tried to evangelize, helping. I've done everything good, but hey, give up your riches and follow me. And he didn't like to do that. Yes, okay. Uh, All right, so uh, please go ahead. I I just got a a message that maybe that video has already been scratched from YouTube, but I have it uh, ready to go. But please finish the rest. Yeah, go ahead. You can bet that while these Jewish hostesses were serving matzo ball soup, the Jewish bankers were offering government officials loans of all types, with usurious strings attached, of course. Realizing what power such a congress could give organized banking, the Rothschild kept organizing more such events, uh, which eventually resulted in the League of Nations. When that failed due to America's rejection of the plan, the United Nations was finally established by the Rothschild on June 26, 1945. Alger Hiss, a Soviet Zionist spy working on the UN Charter, while Nelson Rockefeller, a capitalist Zionist banker, arranged for its headquarters um, to be set up in New York City. The Rockefellers donated the pro- uh, uh, property. But the American taxpayer has been paying for this titanic Trojan horse ever since. Yes, yes, yes. Please continue. And uh, 
the House of Rothschild has been deceiving the world with its one world government, uh, designed since the uh, demise of the Holy Roman Empire. There is no doubt that this is the little season of verses 3. As Mayor Amschel Rothschild put it, quote, Give me the power to issue a nation's currency, and I care not who makes its laws, end of quote. The UNO makes um, greasing the, the palms of the world's bureaucracies very easy, for they are all assembled in one place perpetuity. He who controls the world's bank account determines how the money is spent. Once the people of the world understand who this devil is, they will be amazed. Considering how mythological and uh, movies conditions use to... I- Imagine the devils as a fearsome, snarling beast with a pointed tail and horns on his head. It will be somewhat anticlimactic to realize that he is merely five foot, three inch hunchback with um, varicose veins named Rothschild. Yeah. And they then realized, they thought they were serving, oh, that's so good, everything is so good with money stuff, you know, apartments everywhere, all the world, and women's everything. Oh, I serve the devil. Pity you. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and then quote Isaiah 14, please. Um, they that see thee shall never look upon thee and consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof. End of quote. Isaiah 14, verses 16 to 17. So, so this little shrimp by the name of Jacob Rothschild, sitting behind his desk, writing the orders to execute the world, basically, to destroy the world so they, the Jews, can control it. That's Isaiah 14, 16 through 17. All right, now let's see if this video plays. I have it queued up just at the right place where uh, this lady uh, is talking about, and she, she talks about the international banksters and uh, that this, this plot has hundreds of years old, folks. She's got it nailed down, and she's not even identity here we go. Let's hope it plays. And Oh, uh, quick question. Uh, out of curiosity, because when you pronounced the word UN, it sounded more like Jew-N. Are you doing that deliberately, or is that uh, a product of the Swedish language? Uh, I think it's a product of the, oh, the Swedish language, but uh, I'd wish, I mean, you uh, and that both letter sounds... Yeah, it's like, like Jew. So I guess it's... Um, <laughs> okay. Now, does... Yeah, does... Okay. Well, that's good because it is the Jew in, <laughs> right? So uh, does Swedish have a J sound or like Germanic only have a Y sound? I'm just curious. Uh, we have a J sound, I would say. Okay. Uh, G, it's called Johan, uh, Jenny, Johannes. Gen- Okay, uh, Johanna. So you pronounce it like a J, not like the Germanic yeah. Johan. No. And that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's hope this plays. Let me know if you can hear it, Michael. ...and nuclear weapons, which are called in their campaign pharmaceuticals, vaccines, but are actually toxins and pathogens. 
Um, no, so I started after I heard that interview, I had already been wondering what was going on. All right. Can you hear that, Michael? No, it was uh, silent. Okay. But I can sit here in the silence and wait until it's done, then you can. Yeah, okay, because uh, it looks like it's coming through to the listeners. Done, but I started trying to That's um, good. But track then down I, some I of the things Todd Callender talked about in his discuss, interview okay. discuss and figure out what the legal frameworks were and how they were set up and what the financial coercion mechanisms were. My finding, which many other people have found in various from various other angles, was that this project has been going on for centuries. Um, it's basically globalist central bankers and lots of related organizations trying to get complete control of human beings um, through banking programs and through military programs. And they kicked it into higher gear in 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act. And then they kicked the public health aspect of it into higher gear starting in the 1930s and 40s. Um, before the um, 1960s, they mostly did it through orchestrated armed conflicts and financial depressions and wars, which are very loud and messy and destructive to infrastructure. And it makes it difficult for them to have plausible deniability and legal impunity for what they're doing. So in the mid 60s, they got much better at inducing suicide and homicide by fraudulently labeling poisons as medicines or as vaccines or as prophylactics and telling people that submitting to that poisoning process was their civic duty. And that's, we saw that in COVID with the, the shorthand for do this or you're um, going to kill your grandma. Um, and the way that the pharmaceutical method is primarily useful to them is that plausible deniability is much easier and legal impunity is a lot easier. They can achieve the same goal of killing lots of people without their fingerprints being. Okay. I hope everybody heard that. So Catherine Watt is telling us what we here at Eurofolk Radio have been telling you guys for over 20 years now uh, with various uh, programs before Eurofolk Radio that the banking establishment is using military and medicine to weaponize medicine. Weaponize medicine and they're using coercive programs to convince people to take their poisonous drugs, which is killing us and or making us sick. And then they tell us, well, if you don't get your grandma vaccinated, she's going to die and it's going to be your fault. Isn't that what we've been hearing, Michael? Mm. For sure, that's yeah. what they're telling us. And I was listening a bit, so they are creating this, what they call it, um, killer box. So they're making a target and then want to kill off the people in that in that box. That's right. And the whole planet is the kill box. It's all, it's uh, mapped out, grid, it's a grid. They've mapped out the whole planet, of course, wherever people live. Uh, they have a, a, sil- a, 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 yeah, a silent, a silent kill box. And I think they started out with California with all of those fires that were done by radiation and uh, you know various exotic weapons, and they burnt uh, half of California down. But only the metal, the, the aluminum rims of the vehicles were melted down, but the trees next to those vehicles never caught fire, right? We reported on that stuff. So she has this figured out. Okay, so I'm going to post this video on Eurofolk Radio right after our show, and everybody, download it. 
before this video is taken down. All right, so let's get, let me just, before we get back to the article, let me quickly read Revelation 18, which states, and this is the destruction of Mystery Babylon. I'll just read from Revelation 18.20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. This is prophesying the destruction of the international fractional banking system. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. This sounds to me like a meteor or an asteroid crashing into the sea. Verse 22, And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. In other words, you're going to be out of business. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. All their GMO products, no more. Verse 23, here's the big one, folks. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And of course, the word sorcery comes from pharmakia. Okay, Michael, do you think this prophecy has come true yet? Yeah, it's unfolding with this, uh, with those um, you know, kill shots, vaccination. They call it that because, again, they want to fool people. They think, oh, you get strong, you can travel. You know, they're making those soft blackmail on people. They made people so, uh, what do you say, um, so um, soft. They are so used <laughs> to travel, to have fun, you know, all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And then they say, well, of course you can have it, but you have to take a vaccination. So they are blackmailing them very softly. They don't kill them. Uh, yeah, but do but a shock maybe. Yeah, uh, but right. still, they are blackmailing people to take it because they want to keep their lifestyle, you know. Right, absolutely. And if they have to kill grandma to keep their lifestyle, hey, look, you don't have to pay the the bill for the nursing home anymore if if they kill your grandma and grandpa. You know, they're, they're living. Wasn't the, that the first place where so-called COVID struck the nursing homes and the old people's homes? Yes, it was. Yeah, that yeah, way the they itch. always want to. Yeah. go ahead. Uh, because purely economical, I guess. Also, the old folks are the one that only cost money. So for a corporation like the nations are, well, then they are only use use use. They're not useful for anything. They just cost money. So they want to just get rid of them for money's sake. So she just uh, encapsulated the entire process. With the fractional reserve, although she didn't use that term, she she mentioned the Federal Reserve Bank, right? And the staged wars, the militarization of medicine. She's got the whole ball of wax in this one 16-minute video. Like I said, folks, download it. Don't let that sit. Share it with everybody you know so they get the picture. Okay, next heading, Satan's Last Stand. Now, given this understanding of Revelation 20, verses 1 through 6, let us read verses 7 and 8. Now, we read those verses previously last week. 
Verse 7, and uh, basically the understanding is that it's talking about the millennium already happened, that thousand-year period already happened, and that was the time from when Charlemagne declared usury illegal in the Holy Roman Empire, December 25th, uh, the year was 800 A.D. And then a thousand years later, Napoleon came along and he crowned himself because through that entire period, the popes crowned the Holy Roman Empire from that day forward, okay, 800 A.D. forward. But when the then reigning pope went to crown Napoleon to be the next emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, Napoleon snatched that crown out of the pope's hands and put it on his own head, signifying the end of the Holy Roman Empire. Napoleon says, I am now the world's empire emperor, not you guys, okay? So that's the thousand years, folks. That is clearly the 1,000 years. It already happened, and it's talking about the, the people that were the Christians who were martyred during that entire period, either by the Holy Roman Empire, or primarily the Catholic Church, and uh, also by, uh, what's his face, Cohen, Calvin was martyring people. So was the uh, Anglican Church martyring people. So the true Christians were being martyred, having their heads cut off, being set ablaze, etc., etc., by these various religious organizations in cahoots with the Holy Roman Empire. Okay? That's why the Boer people left Europe to get away from all that stuff. Okay? So let's continue. And when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be loosed from his prison. Okay, Michael, who got loosed from the the prison of the underworld at the Battle of Waterloo? Well, then I guess that I guess it was uh, because um, Napoleon was a bit um, tricked by this Freemasonic uh, um, slogans. So he did free yes. the, the Jews from the. Uh, ghettos when I guess when he invaded and, and invaded Germany so for yes. those ghettos he opened them up for them absolutely absolutely and we just read from the uh, Congress of Vienna which happened right after the Napoleonic Wars where the Jews uh, of course the House of Rothschild now got the idea which the, that idea they had for a long time that we need a one world government you know, we can manipulate governments much easier if we have a, a regular meeting hall, <laughs> right, run by the Freemasons, controlled by Jews, where we can finance whatever project we choose in the name of world peace. Isn't that what the United Nations is? The Jewen, as you pronounce it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Undoubtedly, yes, it is. That's the, their their machine for this one-world government. And, and people also, I don't know, they're either ignorant or they don't see that, that the UN is that vehicle for this one-world yes. one system. Yeah, it always has been. And it's always been Jewish. Let's continue. Verse 8, And shall go, shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog, and Magog, 
to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. We need to talk about this, folks. Gog and Magog. As we've been saying here at Eurofolk Radio and many Christian identity authors as well, Gog and Magog is the Ashkenazi Jews. Not Russia. It's the Ashkenazi Jews. As our friend Chris in London revealed to me when I went to London in 2014, the Rothschilds on November 11th of every year have a parade that goes through the financial district of the city, that is the banking empire of the House of Rothschild. And during that parade, they have two wicker statues, although they may not be made of wicker anymore, of Gog and Magog. Why do you think they would have statues of Gog and Magog in the financial district of London, Michael? They are they are rubbing into the, into the face of people and just and they also see how I don't know how sorry to use the word stupid our people has been that they are so ignorant of it they are saying oh look they are yeah. laugh about it they laugh about how they yes. rub it in their face that they are worshiping Satan's kids yes yeah and if not directly they worship money the money created by the House of Rothschild various through their various international banks which are private banks. They're not government banks. They're private banks run by the Rothschilds and their other Jewish friends. Okay? So, Satan will be loosed from his prison. Oh, by the way, I just, I've been going through my uh, booklets that I got from, uh, donated from Pastor George Udvari's widow. And I'm looking at the March 1981 copy of New Beginnings. And in this magazine, newsletter, it's about uh, 16 pages, they talk about Gog and Magog being the USSR. (laughs) Okay? And the USSR actually created some pencils. They have a photograph of these pencils. And it's a a, a a six-sided pencil. And on one side... It's written Magog, and on the other side is written Gog. And these pencils, which were made in the Soviet Union, were sold in Britain during uh, the, the years of 1939 to 1945. So if anybody out there could, could find an actual pencil that has Gog and Magog written on it, Please let me know. We need to have physical proof, but they do have a... Oh, wait a minute. I think well, we lost Michael. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here, folks. Okay, maybe this show... I'm back is, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Good, good. It's, I don't know what happened. I don't know but either. My VPN, was, um, my VPN was shut down and then put on again, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, I hope... Uh, uh, let me check the broadcast and make sure it's still working. Yeah, we're still streaming. So I'm hoping everybody uh, caught that. Let me double check with everybody to see if we're still, are we still broadcasting? Because uh, th- this this show is such dynamite <laughs> that uh, I'm sure uh, the, the Rothschilds are not happy that the world is waking up, okay? 
sod is stupid, right? <laughs> right, Swamp Fox? So I'm looking at this magazine, New Beginnings from 1981. Let me repeat, just in case you missed it, Michael. The March 1981 copy of New Beginnings, where they talk about these pencils created in the Soviet Union, not Russia. We don't want to equate Russia with the Soviet Union. Gog and Magog pencils, which were distributed, oh, uh, during the uh, Second World War, 1939-1945, where these pencils say clearly Gog and Magog. So, and also stamps. USSR stamps, which have the the horsemen of Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39, Gog and Magog, clearly on the stamps. There's at least four such stamps that they picture here. So this is the Jews of the Soviet Union bragging that they are Gog and Magog, folks. Do you get it yet (laughs) that the Jews are Gog and Magog? Let me continue here. Next paragraph. This is the Battle of Armageddon. It is phase two of the conflict that occurs in Revelation 19, verses 19 through 21. If the post-tribulation millennialists are correct, they must put the Battle of Armageddon after the Judgment Day. But the book of Ezekiel clearly tells us that this battle will occur as part of the latter days, which, according to all the prophecies of the end times, are those events which will occur just before the day of judgment or as part of the day of judgment. We can see that this battle is brewing right now, and this is January 2009, getting ready to come down upon us in these latter days. People are already talking about World War III as an inevitability. The storm clouds are gathering. We can see that all the nations of the world are in great economic distress. And this type of economic distress invariably leads to war. The election of another Zionist agent, Barack Obama, has guaranteed that nothing will change. Okay? And nothing changed with Donald Trump? And nothing has changed with Biddy Biden. Over to you, Michael. Yeah, but that's this uh, this system that Jewish uh, elite has given the people. They give them illusions to give a choice, but the choice is always between yeah. one of their puppets. So nothing will change. It's just just as I guess uh, uh, the saying from. Uh, Oh, I've got his name now. When he said politicians like a diaper, you just change them out oh, yeah. and they're dirty. Change them out. Yeah, there's so many of them. They're nameless, <laughs> right? Yeah, Orange yeah, Man, Donald Trump, Billy Biden, Barack Obama, George Bush, George H.W. Bush, the Clintons. They're nothing but puppets of the Zionists. They're puppets and they are, and they are also, they are like actors. Yes. They're all actors. Good That's why it's a close between actors and politicians. You're just making a good show. Some crocodile tears and some more. I mean, it's, it's so, and people believe it. And then the people that are politicians are also very mediocre because then their only way to defend themselves is to attack nice. anybody else that sticks out to trying to be good, trying yeah. to do something. Then they'll be attacked. Yeah. yeah. Because, Mediocrity. Yeah, so, Mediocrity. Yeah. Mediocrity everywhere. Music, movies. Science, mediocre, 
mediocre nonsense, folks. Okay. It's uh, true. And then, and then, because if some of them are more than they are extreme or that, you know, they are, you always get labeled then that, oh, why right. are you like that? Why are you different? You know, they will always be labeled that something yeah. very bad. Then. Yes, right. So the next time somebody walks up to me and says, are you one of them there conspiracy theorists? And I'll say, yes, I am. And then he'll say, praise be to God. So am I. Welcome, brother. The tide is turning, folks. We, we have not been preaching in vain. Back to you, Michael. Yes. Sorry, I've been a bit off now doing some. Yeah. So where did you left off? Uh, Gog is the synagogue <laughs> of ah. Satan. Thank you. Yeah. You, get, you give me that one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Gog is the synagogue of Satan, the Jewish religion and its world empire of debt Jewishery. Here, the eighth beast is directly connected to Gog and Magog. If the millennialists are correct in their interpretation, then Gog and Magog would have to make their appearance a thousand years after the tribulation of judgment and judgment. But we know that Gog and Magog represent Jewish um, um, super supremacy and the New World Order, headquartered in the United Nations, conceived and financed by the House of Rothschild. But prophetically, the eighth beast and the false prophet have only been cast into the lake of fire and uh, permanently destroyed. Revelations 19 verse 20, with these two entities having been destroyed... What earthly vehicle would Satan have to, quote, go out and deceive the nations, end of quote, again? Okay. Yes, yeah. So Satan, uh, which is called the devil and whatever the, the words are for it in the Bible, repeated in the book of Revelation, is still, there, is still around, okay? So what kind of earthly mechanism would this spiritual entity called Satan Lucifer, I don't care what name you give it, that spiritual entity still exists and has not yet been cast into the lake of fire. How, how can that spiritual entity cause wars, economic distress, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, booms and busts of the economic cycle, uh, medical in intervention in your life? If none of these people exist anymore, yeah, because you need to have a vehicle for this right. spirit, this satanic spirit, and and today the one that are the forefront of this is the the Jewish race. That is the one that are the vehicle for Satan and or loose whatever you want to say. That's yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, without the sh Jews in shoe leather, <laughs> right? Satan can't operate. But this is what the Judeo-Christians simply don't get. It's the Jews in shoe leather that are the agents of Satan on this planet. They falsely believe that the Jews are God's chosen and would never do such awful things. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Okay, so, so Satan has not yet been destroyed in the book of Revelation, in Revelation 20. We'll get there, folks. Please continue. So, 
Um, can we say like this then? So, um, if Satan want to restart his project then again, yes. don't he need to seduce an Eve again to make up make some progeny? Yeah, he'd have to start all over again from scratch. <laughs> okay, ain't gonna happen, Gadriel. folks. Ain't gonna happen, right? Yeah, the Gadriel has to come down again. Yeah, Gadriel or or Lucifer it doesn't matter what name you give it. It's a spiritual entity. Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from heaven like lightning, <laughs> right? He wasn't imagining things. Yeah. That's just the description of what he saw. All right, back to you, Michael. Yeah. Yes. So with the kingdom having um, been set up immediately after Judgment Day, we really think that Jesus Christ and the citizen of the kingdom, such as yours truly, will I hope be I'm fooled again by the system. <laughs> Right? Could we uh, could we be could we be fooled again? No. After why? after a thousand years of enlightenment, could we possibly be fooled again? No. No. So Gadriel have to go go home empty-handed. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I read fum fi fi. F- oh no, fum fi fo fi. I smell the blood of a Pharisee. Okay, that's the one you have. That was a lot most lie or something like that. Right. I reverted it somewhat. Okay. All right. Please okay. continue. Yeah. Is it possible? Well, we can't be fooled. Those of us in identity cannot be fooled. We have figured it out. Just like the lady that we, uh, you know, the interview uh, that we broadcast briefly, part of. She figured it out. Back to you. Yeah, but then you have to make some more steps to know who is doing it because yeah. there are others a thousand that that hacks at the branches of this evil. But I guess it's only a few of us that that strike at the root. That's correct. Yeah. Well, she's getting at the trunk of the tree, and I'm sure she knows that all these people are Jews. There's no doubt that she knows, but she can't say that and still be on YouTube. All right, back to you. Right. Then she is put into the memory hole. That's right. So, lacking any knowledge or pretending not to know about the Jewish nature of the eight beasts, they pull a rabbit out of a hat and say, quote, aha, the millennium will occur a thousand years after the tribulation. And of quote, again, phi. Or phi. However <laughs> it's pronounced. Okay, let me start off the next section here, the true chronology. Let's visit the two possible interpretations of the millennium from the introduction above. Taking the descriptions from Revelation 19.10 to Revelation 20.10 as a cohesive story, we have two possible interpretations. One, there are two judgments with a period of 1,000 years intervening because the beast and the false prophet have been thrown into the lake of fire and they're destroyed there. There's no coming back from the lake of fire, folks. It's over. It dovetails with uh, Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the wheat and the tares, where it clearly tells us the tares will be gathered first and burned. The Edomites will be gathered and burned at the judgment day. Only then will the wheat, namely us, be gathered and to the wedding feast of the Lamb. The, the imagery is obvious. 
Very obvious. But if you're a Judeo-Christian, you can't make sense out of any of this. Let's continue. Number two, there is only one judgment with the events of Revelation 21 through 7 representing a flashback to the days before the great battle between the people of Israel versus Gog and Magog, and that's Revelation 28 through 10, because Gog and Magog are mentioned in Revelation 20 also. And in, uh, in Ezekiel, we're clearly told that this invasion from the north parts comes to attack true Israel. Michael, do you think that's happening right now? It has been going on since the beginning, I guess, but it has been ramped up lately. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it really is a continuation of the battle between the descendants of Cain and the descendants of Seth all the way back to Revelation 3, 14 and 15. But yes, uh, once the Rothschilds got their grubby hands on the financial systems of Europe, it has been definitely ramped up. Because... The Soviet Union could not have existed without Jewish money. Period. Could not have existed without Jewish money. And Lend-Lease. Lend-Lease, what? FDR. Sending our military hardware to the Soviet Union to make war against us and Germany and the rest of Europe. Folks, you want to talk about treason? You want to talk about pure evil, undescribable evil? That's what we're dealing with, folks. Okay? Let's continue. Now that you have a solid historical backdrop of the little season, the post-trib millennium does look more like a rabbit pulled out of the hat. Rather than interjecting a thousand-year period between the simultaneous judgment of the beast and the false prophet versus the judgment of the dragon, Revelation 19.10-20.10, is one historical event. It is not a continuous chronology. Rather, Revelation 19 is telling the story of the beast and false prophet, which being the earthly institutions of Mystery Babylon and denominational Judeo-Christianity. Let's not forget the Judeo-Christians who are supporting the beast and that Jewish state, Kyrgyzstan. These will be destroyed first. Huh, it makes me wonder. Why are Jews leaving the Jewish state and planning on going to Ukraine? As as their leader, Netanyahu, said, you know, he even said, our homeland really is Ukraine. Let me continue here. The international banking system, Mystery Babylon, is collapsing as we speak. I mean, talk about the trillions, the trillions of dollars of Federal Reserve notes, which they have spent into circulation, causing hyperinflation. We have a global hyperinflation now, folks. The price of eggs has doubled and tripled in the last year or so, et cetera, et cetera. Everything's getting out of control because they – yeah, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting this with the eggs. You know why the eggs is under attack? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Yeah, I have learned. Yeah, I think talk about it last time. And the egg joke is 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 messing up the mRNA technology in the vaccines. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, whatever the protein is inside of the egg yolk, 
is uh, interfering with the mRNA injection. Absolutely right. Yeah, and then now they're but they're also creating fake eggs called FEGS, F-E-G-G-S, which are you know, who knows who's manufacturing those. And those yolks are, of course, uh, an abomination, <laughs> an abomination of natural egg yolks. And so they're rushing to replace real eggs with fake eggs, folks. Be, be sure to check. Be sure to check the. You know, if you can find out who who makes your eggs, try to find out because they might be fake eggs. Okay. Thank you. That's a very important, a very important statement, Michael. Thank you. Okay. So. So. If you don't know that the international bankers are Mystery Babylon, if you don't know that, you simply don't understand the book of Revelation. Okay? Period. So let's continue. As uh, this international crash will cause all kinds of social chaos, remember this was written in 2009, including food riots and energy shortages. Are we there yet? We've had food riots. They're going to get worse. As they gradually awaken to the fact that Mystery Babylon is falling, the masses will bitterly complain against the international bankers who are responsible for all of this economic chaos. As a direct result of this economic collapse, denominational Christians will finally wake up and realize, I hope, that their respective priesthoods have been lying to them about Mystery Babylon and the false prophet. The public is becoming aware that most of these international bankers are Jewish, and the big lie that the Jews are God's chosen people will no longer be tenable since it is becoming obvious that the international Jewry is the world's biggest mafia organization. Back to you, Michael. Thank you very much. Yeah. There is a mafia organization. It's not a religion. It's just a mafia organization, how they want to yes. steal money and trying to get on top of the of the world, I guess. They want to rule the world because they don't have anything after this. This is what they got. Yes, yes, yeah. This is what they got. And yeah. we have – I also see, unfortunately, some of our maybe white, white brothers and sisters that I think are like that because they had their reward. This was their reward. Yes. They don't – to see to get it, so that's what I'm thinking about. Many of those um, that yeah, they have their reward. Yeah, so, right. So, the Christian Zionist pew warmers will be that last ones to figure out who the eight beasts, if they ever do. Yeah, I'm more. I don't know. I have such a low expectation here in Sweden. Come on, this <laughs> the society here is so. Yeah, and it is made to bully people that sticks out, people that want to be genuine and do what the things in correct in their heart. You get bullied. They bully people for that. So right. people leave this nation because you can't live here because of it. Right. Well, and, and interestingly, uh, I was watching a video about Sweden in particular because Sweden has already got a cashless society, right? And you, and you have stated several times that the uh, that uh, a, a slang for stupid is blue-eyed, <laughs> right? In Sweden, yeah. 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 So the, the, yeah, because the Swedes are basically good-natured people, 
who you know believe the government. All right. Yeah, and yeah. Because, uh, apparently your government has been too nice to Swedes in the recent past, so that therefore the Swedes believe their government, right? Well, I mean, if you don't understand that all these imported Arabs and blacks have been raping and murdering the Swedes and other white people in Europe, if you don't understand that, you're watching the wrong news channels. Yeah, and that, there again you come to this, to sticking out, to saying something that is not opinion that people don't like they they will distance themselves from you you will be very right. alone yes yeah Trust me. yeah and, that, and that's what that lady was talking about you will be dissed by your friends and relatives because you disagree with the program you do and yeah. that i can tell you it's yeah. really yeah this is yeah that's i fully agree with her I'm also a living example of this, that you get very distant from people and it's, yeah, unfortunately. If you have some kind of deepness in your heart to want to know stuff, well, you will be distanced and you won't be liked. But yeah. weren't that also what he said, Yeshua, that we should not be friends of this world? That's right. I think, I think it was Paul that said that. So we can't be friends with this world because friendship with this world is enmity with God. Yes, and, and the jabbies and those who promote the jab are the friends of this world. It couldn't be more obvious. Back to you, Michael. Yes, so thank you. So, yeah. world opinion is finally turning against the Jews, uh, partly because of recent brutal attacks upon the civils in Beirut and Gaza, and because of their continuously inhumane treatment of the Palestine people. While the kosher press has kept the public in the dark about the brutality of the Israel. Um, yeah, Jews Israeli state. Yeah, that's my pet name. Israeli state. <laughs> right. Uh, the internet has been graphically showing the world how um, that's the ardly evil the Israel state really is. One recent survey has indicated that so-called anti-Semitism doubled worldwide between 2007 to 2008. And then I'm a bit devil's advocate as this. Yeah, well, if you would on the on an um, what to say? If it was one, then goes to two. Yeah, yes. that's doubled. Yes. So this, I get those the actual number is also interesting to know. Is it from one hundred to two hundred? How is the numbers? Because um, yeah, this is how the I guess the uh, the fake science using percentage to trick people say, oh, the double effect. Yeah, yes. but you go to one to two, that's double. Two to four, right? <laughs> it's a, two to four is then a, 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 yeah. Trip, a double. Yeah, it's double, yeah. Yeah, pretty soon it's an avalanche, right? Well, yeah, and obviously 9-11-2001 was instrumental in waking people up to the fact that uh, it was a, you know, a contrived attack. And more and more people, because of 9-11-2001, have become aware that it was a Jewish assault on America, right? It, it's obvious to any scholar who has researched it. The Jews profited immensely. The, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, high-fiving Israelis who filmed it went back to Jews Rahel and said, oh, we were there to document the event. How did they know there was going to be a, an event worth documenting? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So people Mossad. are... Be yeah, Mossad, exactly. There was a Mossad agents, right? 
So, I mean, if you haven't caught on to the fact that 9-11 was a Jewish operation, actually it was a Jewish and Muslim operation, because the head of Hamas and the head of, uh, uh, what was the other uh, Palestinian, always have been controlled by the Jews anyway, right? So they used Palestinian operatives and Saudi operatives, because the Saudi royal family is in fact Jewish, not Arab. They're Jews, not Arabs. So you have this combined up, and with, of course, the Bush, the Bush family being in cahoots with the Saudis because of their oil deals, you have a Jewish, Arab, Muslim, Bushite operation against the American people at 9-11. That's what actually happened, folks. Back to you, Michael. Yes, thank you. Um, the world is finally catching on to the Jewish um, charade. And those Jews who used to support Zionism unquestionably are now seeing the handwriting on the wall. The masses are once again murmuring against the Jews for their exploitary economic practices. Uh, by exploiting Americans' wealth, the Jews have bled us dry and we have nothing left to give but gold. Yeah, uh, the worldwide Zionist lobby is being, uh, being seen for what it really is a brutal economic dictatorship. The reality is that Zionism is an international mafia organization, which, by exploiting the Jewish people's desire for a national homeland, has used this idea, Zionism, instead uh, to pr promote its world empire. And this um, all being done according to the blueprint known as the Protocols of the Learned Elder of Zion. For you or not, uh, the Zionist mafia has instituted every protocol planet-wide, um, just as that document has outlined. As the old saying goes, quote, if the shoe fits, end of quote, the Jews can deny it all they want. Their lies are falling on increasingly deaf ears. Right. And I think well, the word forgery means it's a copy of an original. That's so right. where is the original? That's right. Yeah, yeah. They have it. They pray about it every day. It's called the Talmud, <laughs> right? Because the protocols are nothing but a condensation of the Talmud. Yeah. Yes. And then probably the Rothschild have the, the original of the protocols of learning elders of Zion. Yes. Okay. I want to get hold of his library. I want to see their library. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, virtually every synagogue has, you know, they all have a copy of the Talmud. And they probably all have a copy of the protocols <laughs> you know, right behind, hidden behind the Talmud on the shelf. Okay, you want to continue or should I pick it up? I can continue. Yeah. Along with the general awake, uh, awakening, the sheeple of Judeo-Christianity are also awakening to the fact that their pulpit master had been co-conspirers with this brutal world dictatorship. Ezekiel 22, verses 23 to 31. Indeed, the myth that the, quote, the Jews are God's chosen people, end of quote, has been ceaselessly pro uh, proclaimed by their high priest and low priests. And this also, this word Judeo-Christianity can't mix 
It is like oil and water. You can't mix them together. Right. Right. Judaism and Christianity cannot mix. They cannot mix. And even that word, Judeo-Christianity, was not coined until the 1930s. It was popularized by none other than FDR, who was part Jewish. Back to you. And the Jews repeatedly have told us that, quote, those who bless Israel will be blessed, end of quote. Well, America has blessed the international Jew with billions upon billions of dollars in foreign aid. Harry Truman was the first head of the state to recognize the abomination of desolation when it was created on May the 15th, 1948. He did, did it even quicker than Stalin, <laughs> right. who was in line. How has America been blessed during this time of unqualified support for the Jewish state? Here is the historical record. Right after we be, uh, began blessing the Israelis, yeah, this should also be like a this should also be a, like a tip off for people. They right. don't call them Israelites; they call it Israeli. Right, Israelis. Right, lie Israeliers. Right. Yeah, it's it's a lie. That's that's their nation. It's a lie. Exactly. So, uh, should I read this? Then you read the points. Then we can take. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess General MacArthur complained that he had to inform the human about his troop movement before they were implemented. Well, I guess that's because they want to play war game. That's and right. And kill off as many people they can. Game is the correct word. And the head of the UN Secretary Council was Soviet General um, Konstantin um, Sinchenko. For the full details of the Rothschild Roosevelt betrayal of China and Korea to the communists, please see. And here we a link. I won't read the link. No. Um, this meant that the communists were fully informed of every move the Americans would make. When General MacArthur uh, defied his rules at um, Incheon, his army had a decisive victory over the communists. What was his reward? He was removed from command by Harry Solomon Truman, yeah, also a Jew, I guess. Yes, right. Uh, who, like federal dictator Rose, uh, Rosenfeld, uh, was taking his orders secretly from the Zionists, who were in council on both sides of the military struggle throughout World War II. A bracket, the latter Cold War was just part of the charade, end of quote, end of bracket. Just as the Rothschilds have financed both sides of all military struggles since the Napoleonic War, the Rothschilds staged the Korean War in order to sacrifice Christians on the altar of their world dictatorship and also to give some bite to their newly established paper tiger, <laughs> the United Nations Organization. There's a reason why it's called, um, quote, the theater of war. Right. It's a theater. Yeah, it's a Jewish theater. <laughs> that's what it is. And the, pro the problem with this theater is we can die in it. So I, uh, that's I, right. I don't like yeah, these war games are, are real. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're the ones who move the chess pieces on the chessboard and put the, the stick pins in the maps where people are going to die. Oh, by the way, tomorrow is the uh, not, uh, what do we call it here? Uh, red, um, some red day, what was the name? Red something. Well, yeah, uh, uh, well, the uh, Dresden, the bombing of Dresden, the fire bombing of oh. Dresden. Talk about a Holocaust, right? For two days, that Jewish general of Britain, I forget his name, 
He's the one who ordered the bombing of Dresden. And innocent men, women, and children were firebombed for two days straight mercilessly by American and British bombers. Folks, that is one of the greatest atrocities of war ever. Put the fake Holocaust to shame, the suffering, uh, pain, and misery. Fahrenheit 451, I think, was uh, a novel about that. Maybe I'm mistaking it for the wrong book, but nevertheless, there was a book written about it. And uh, somebody who was there and lived through it, and because he was in a bunker. And folks, it doesn't get any more evil than that. Right? It simply doesn't get any more evil than that. Well, let's continue. America, oh, St. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, who who, who picked that date for St. Valentine's Day, <laughs> right? And the same day as Dresden. How old is the St. Valentine's Day? Anybody, anyway, anybody know? Let's continue. America got involved in a no-win war in Korea, which was actually staged by the Rothschild Front, the United Nations Organization. America had no business getting involved in Korea. The whole situation was a setup by the UN. The Rothschilds were testing the waters to see how much they could get away with. The war was sold to the American people as a quote-unquote war against communism. Isn't that the same line they picked for the Vietnam War? A war against communism? But has communism been dethroned yet, Michael? No. No, it hasn't. It's alive and thriving. And uh, they it, changed names to liberalism, yeah. to socialism, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They uh, changed names. Their name changer, or now maybe the Green Movement. Yeah, and that's also called social justice. But our military was prevented from attacking North Korea itself, which was declared off-limits by the UN. What kind of a war is this? Same thing happened in Vietnam, folks. Okay. Number two, we got involved in a second no-win war in Vietnam. Again, thousands of American lives were wasted in destroying that little nation, again without a victory against the communists. The ruse, again, was anti-communism. In reality, the Zionists were simply using quote-unquote anti-communism and patriotism as the carrot to lead deceived Americans into the Zionist meat grinder. Number three. In the meantime, lying butcher Johnson, which is a term I coined for him while I was in Vietnam, committed Zionist a committed Zionist with numerous ties to the Jewish underworld instituted the not-so-great society, which was nothing more than communism in the guise of civil rights and welfare statism. More communism, folks! The welfare state is nothing else than communism by an attractive-sounding name. So while lying Butcher Johnson and his Zionist friends were sacrificing American lives on the altar of anti-communism, they were implementing communism right here in America via the welfare state. Pretty clever, eh? Loads of Jewish anti-war activists protested the war after getting their conscientious objector status approved, or not approved, doesn't really matter. They're pawns in the game. 
and implemented communism here in America while non-Jewish Americans were fighting and dying for what they thought was anti-communism. In addition, Johnson's not-so-great society opened a Pandora's box of left-wing ideology, polluting America by legitimizing all kinds of anti-Christian ideologies, including homosexuality, feminism, liberalism, atheism, abortion, pornography, free love, the drug culture, and all other kinds of deliberately conceived pestilence. These are the fornications of Mystery Babylon. Did I leave anything out, Michael, <laughs> from this list? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Well, I guess this, this list can be a bit maybe expanded uh, after losing maybe, but yeah. And yeah. also I think about this Lyndon, um, I said LBG, I guess was named, this former yeah. mobster from Chicago. No, he was, was, a, he was a Texan, a Jew, a Jew from Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Because he was the one that was replacing GFK after he was murdered. That's right. Yeah. He, he was part and of the I plot. Guess, yep. And I guess that um, GFK would never have gone uh, get into this war in Vietnam. No, no. Uh, yeah, JFK, uh, n- never. No, he, he was trying to remove the advisors that uh, were put there by the Rothschilds. That was one of the reasons he had to be assassinated. Yeah. And I guess also he wanted to put... Uh, Federal Reserve out of business by his uh, executive orders. And that was the first thing that LBG was um, yeah. Yeah, uh, canceling. We'll say that yeah. was the first he, he would retract. Yeah, the executive order 1110, which uh, created uh, government money, all right, and uh, backed by gold and silver, right, yeah. which the bankers never want. They don't want gold in the economy. They want to take our gold from us at all times, right? That, that's called the gold... <laughs> The gold standard. The Jews own all the gold. That's the gold standard. Right. Now, I just found out. I just found out, Michael. Go ahead. You were going to say something? No, sorry. Continue, please. Yeah. That uh, Pandora's box, it turns out, and I did a show not too long ago about Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon was actually where the summer of love began. It was outside of L.A., and not in San Francisco. It moved up to San Francisco later, I guess, because the drugs were more plentiful <laughs> in, in San Francisco at Haight-Ashbury. It turns out that all of these rock groups that were based in Laurel Canyon, by the way, Charlie Manson committed the Sharon Tate murders in Laurel Canyon, folks. He was a budding rock and roll star, but nobody would... Uh, you know, give him a contract, so he got angry with him and started murdering people. Anyway, the uh, Buffalo Springfield, the Turtles, the Doors, uh, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, you name it. All of these people were regulars at Laurel Canyon where the CIA and the MIA was freely distributing LSD to all of these artists. And they were singing songs and writing songs while they were high on LSD. So the CIA and the MIA, who are totally controlled by the Rothschilds, instrumentally pushed LSD and other psychedelic drugs into the society from Laurel Canyon, folks. And uh, right in L.A., the closest club, I forget the name of the club in uh, L.A., 
close to Laurel Canyon. That's where a lot of these rock and roll stars, quote-unquote, got their start, okay? It's all planned. All of it, folks, it's all planned. Oh, Lucy in the sky with diamonds? Anybody? Okay. All right. Why don't you pick it up? Uh, number four, Michael. Yeah. And also, Yala, isn't it like this? When you are indulging in those drugs, uh, I guess the drug and this free uh, free sex, whatever, yep. all this, isn't that also you're inducing other spirits to come to you? So you're inviting oh. probably satanic spirits by, I mean, what is the name of liquorals? Spirit. Yeah. They have this name on us in a spirit, a spirit. We call it in Sweden, spirit. Very na- close to spirit. Yeah. Because you are inducing those um, evil entities. You are inviting them to you. Yes. Yeah. Well, LSD, lysergic acid diethylamide, I think is what the LSD stands for. And, you know, these these bands were openly celebrating their their LSD trips. Okay. Some of them were bad trips, right? <laughs> but uh, you know that—that—that's the name of the game. So you—you you die for the god you worship. Isn't yeah. That, yeah, and isn't it also that you have? I know there are those new agers here in Sweden. I've heard that sitting out in the forest and eating mushrooms so they get high. <laughs> right, and that can also give them uh, some kind of strange things. I—I I don't know if it's true, but it holds. It, it is all like. Yes. Yeah. Space aliens came. This is space aliens when they did this. So they, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but still, they eat induced mushrooms and they get high. Psilocybin is the active ingredient of those mushrooms, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so people would uh, deliberately go out into the forest to find uh, that particular mushroom to get high, right? And well, people have been doing this for millennia, right? But now it's become a means to control people, right? Yeah. But, Paul says, Paul Eric says, mushrooms are not as bad. Yeah, I don't think you die from psilocybin. You know, how many pounds of mushrooms do you have to eat before you die? Right, right. But uh, LSD and uh, what's that? Well, cocaine. Oh, man. Oh, man. Fentanyl. Right? The, uh, what's uh, the... uh, What's that epidemic pushed by the drug companies uh, in Ohio and elsewhere? Killed thousands, 200 to 400,000 people knowingly killing people with their drugs, right? And the only thing they got was a slap on their hand. Right, yeah. And they got a fine for $65 million after making $400 billion, right? Yeah, fentanyl and uh, the... uh, uh, I forget the, there was a different word for it you know, when the, this first started happening. But those four Jewish brothers who owned that company, you know, uh, a, a big pharma company in New York City, right, that deliberately killed up to four hundred thousand people, and they're still doing it. And uh, what is it? Uh, the, uh, the the local pharmacy, Walgreens, CVS, and many others were recently sued for taking part in dispensing these deadly drugs, right? Yeah, but that's just a slap on the wrist. And then the mass media can pretend, oh, we're, we're finally coming out with the truth. about. It. Well, you weren't reporting about it when it was going on. Okay, so this is the type of world we live in. Everything is fake. That's the one good thing that uh, Donald Trump did. He told us about fake news. Of course, those of us in identity already knew about fake news, right? We didn't need Donald Trump to tell us that. 
All right, back to you, Michael. Yes, so number four. The 70s produced the AIDS epidemic, the yeah, me generations, end of quote, and the increase in so- socialistic government during the Carter years. Yes, these me generations. Oh, I see it here in too. Yep. It's only about me, me. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're tripping on acid all the time and you're not becoming socially responsible or even socially relevant anymore by all these drugs that you're doing, yeah, well, socialism looks good to these people. Yeah, the government will provide you with your drugs. These drugs are good for you. All right. Pharmacia, uh, again, Revelation 18.23 the fractional reserve banking system will control you with psilocybin. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, pharmacia. Sorcery. Sorcery. Back to you. Yeah, so continue. So five. The eight is produced the disgusting output of MTV, nihilism, forced vaccinations, and corporate takeovers of small businesses, and a general decline in moral standards. The kosher media began to produce sitcoms with homosexual heroes and heterosexual nitwits as the main character. The nationalized public schools produced a nauseating array of anti-Christian um, curriculum, um, with the result that our children have been indoctrinated into accepting Mr. Babylon's fornications. The purpose of all this indoctrination is to destroy God's foundational unit of society. The nuclear family. Yes, it is. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, today, people almost view it as some negative. You are not with the same one the whole life. You are. You only jump around until the kid, the, would I say, the, the euphoric love kick is over. Then you jump to the next one. Yeah, yeah. The opioid epidemic. That's the word I was trying to think of. The opioid epidemic. And one photograph really caught my attention of, it was a, husband and wife dead in their car you know having died from the opioid poison given to them legally by their pharmacist and by their doctor they were in the front seat and a child in the back seat strapped in to the uh, child uh, child seat crying right that picture really hit home with me this is the opioid epidemic, folks, given to you by the international Jew. Let that picture be emblazoned in your mind because that describes how they have been killing us deliberately. Back to you, Michael. Yes, number six. The 90s produced even more nihilism, liberalism, and fornication. With the mayor economic collapse occurred during the year 2000. The first Gulf War killed a lot of people, but it did not eliminate Saddam Hussein. And Saddam Hussein was a CIA asset. And when he was done, well, yeah, the usual treatment to them, he got hanged because he knew too much. Yes. Uh, number seven, the out years, zero, zero to oh nine of the new millennium are producing nothing but economic, civil military and social chaos, with the federal government giving handouts to non-citizens from Mexico and, and in Sweden to Arabs and, and um, African that comes up here, while the American taxpayer has 
to foot the bill for this own dispossession. This is a blatant betrayal of the nation's trust. 9-11 was uh, staged by the Zionists in order to conjure up support for more military misadventures in the Middle East. Now we are embroiled in another war staged by the Zionists so that they can make the Middle East safe for their an illegitimate Jewish state. The obvious goal of the Zionists in the Middle East is to take over the oil away from the Arabs uh, so that they will become economically impotent. Add to this the fact that Muslim nations forbid Jewishry and you have two fantastic reasons why the Zionists are staging wars between Muslims and Christians. Two enemies... Two enemies are eliminated by a single stroke. And, yeah. and I know, I also spoke to some of them, some Arabs, I think, not spoke, I heard, uh-huh. um, an Egyptian one, then they're very aware of the Jewish question. They know that Jews are bad. Right. They are yeah. much more informed than what the whites, uh, the white Western people are. They think they're so intelligent, but they yeah. know nothing. Oh. They're so yeah. brainwashed. They got book knowledge, right? (laughs) But they're not street-wise, they're not Jew-wise, they're not Jew-savvy. Please continue. We got 10 Uh, minutes. Maybe we get the next section in. Let's see, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Jews keep telling us that all of these things are necessary and good. Well, no. (laughs) Right? With them it is because our society is collapsing upon it. Yes. Believe the lesbian. Believe the lesbian. Right? Whatever. Amazing. Right? Okay. So, Deuteronomy 28 lists all of the curses that would befall us if we disobeyed Yahweh's law. These curses began happening to America the moment that we recognized the abomination of desolation, the Yushra'el state. And it is simply undeniable that this sad record has been instigated by Mr. Babylon and the innocent people of the world have been victimized by all of this deception. And this is also, I'm reading this, now I'm reading the book um, by Stephen M. Collins, Israel's Tribes Today. It's a good book. Yeah. Books, but he's missing the point with who the Jews are. He thinks they're Judah. So right. he believes that the creation of, the, of its ally is a fulfillment of prophecy. Yes. But it is not. Rubbish. So I write yeah. that in my description. I do not agree with this. This doesn't fulfill any biblical prophecy at all. That's right. Yeah. The Antichrist has moved in to Palestine. That's what really happened. And the curse that Yahshua placed upon the uh, Israel, uh, Palestine, upon the city of Jerusalem, still obtains. He said, you will not see me again speaking to the people who live in the city of Jerusalem, until you acknowledge me as the Messiah, which the Jews will never do. Okay? Never. Never. So, um, so the question is this, quote, how have we been blessed by blessing the Jews? End of quote. The true answer to this question should Mm, um, pierce the hearts of all Christian Zionists because there is only one true answer to this question namely that America has been cursed for blessing the Jews Deuteronomy 7 Jews states quote those shall make no covenant with them end of quote meaning his enemies the Canaanites and Edomites 
who survive today as the Jewish people, who pretend to be Judeans and are not, but the synagogue of Satan. And that is uh, from Revelations 2.9 and 3.9. Paul repeated this warning when he said, quote, Be not unequally joked with unbelievers. End of quote. And that is from Second Chronicles 6, verse 14. Can the Jews possibly be considered believers in the gospel? Never. 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 Um, what is a Jew if not an unbeliever in Yahshua Messiah? From the day that Truman recognized the Yushrael state, America has uh, precipitously declined morally, spiritually, intellectually, and religiously. If we want to save ourselves, we must um, disengage ourselves from the gen- um, genocidal Zionists once and for all. By supporting the Zionist Antichrist, the West uh, has allied itself with the devil, and America has suffered a uh, um, uh, committed uh, disastrous decline. This is how we have been blessed for blessing the Jews. (coughs) Exactly. That's how we've been blessed. And are things getting more blessed (laughs) as we continue, Michael? Are we getting more and more blessed? Okay. Getting worse. Yes, right. Okay, so we have about uh, nine minutes, so let me do a couple of paragraphs from the next section. The judgment day is at hand. Oh, has anybody been raptured yet? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. All these Judeo-Christians who believe in the rapture are probably either dead or dying from the shot they you know, uh, optimistically took, right? And, oh, by the way, let me mention, I just, I almost forgot, I mentioned this last night on Restoration Hour. The uh, princess of Thailand uh, recently got the first two Pfizer shots, and after the second shot, she collapsed into a coma and is now in the hospital. And the Pfizer, who had a contract with the state of Thailand to disperse these jabs, uh, uh, have upset the royal family because this uh, Thai uh, doctor, half Thai, half German doctor, he may be full-blooded Thai, I'm not sure, but he was uh, uh, working in Germany, has been trying to explain to the world that the jab is fake and is death itself. So he went to Thailand and explained to the royal family that this death, that's what this is, is, this is a death jab, and you need to cut all ties with Pfizer. That is what the uh, king of Thailand proclaimed. He's going to hold Pfizer accountable for the potential death of his daughter and all the death and mayhem they have caused in Thailand. If this becomes a trend, folks, if this becomes a trend, then the downfall of Mystery Babylon will start very shortly. Okay, so let's all pray for that. Yahweh, we ask you in the name of your son, Yahshua, that this be the downfall of Mystery Babylon. If the king of Thailand sets an example for other nations to follow, then the international Jew will have a major problem on its hands. So let's Um, pray for that, folks. Yeah, go ahead. Sort of interrupting. Yeah, I also heard similar from uh, Switzerland. They're doing the same. They are prosecuting the, I think, the president and the health of ministry in Switzerland for the similar, the similar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because there's way too many good physicians 
who see the handwriting on the wall that this is evil, and they're coming out, and a lot of them are in Germany, right? Those evil Germans, they're opposing the Jewish agenda. How dare they? And Swedes, and Czechs, and Poles, and uh, and other countries, Italians, you know, Spain, Spanish, etc. Especially in Spain, the Spanish uh, group has been exposing the mRNA shot and how people who've gotten that shot are radiating their uh, their information from the injectables that they took, right? mRNA injectables. They, they are uh, projecting, they're radiating information. Even, even in the grave, folks, they reported that after these people die from the mRNA injection, they, they take their uh, reader, which you can put on your phone, your uh, Bluetooth reader, scanner, and approach the grave, and, the, and their bodies are still radiating this information. Can you believe it, Michael? Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. This is so evil and a good way to trace people also, you know. We can trace people. Oh, yeah. And I think it was La Quinta Colomba, I think was the name That's of That's Colomba, right, yeah. yeah. La Quinta Colomba, uh, whatever, yeah. And we've, we've posted their videos up on Eurofolk Radio, so... Yeah, so make sure to check all those videos out, folks. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're just about out of time, but let me just read the first short paragraph here. The dragon that was banished for a thousand years is the same entity that assembles the armies of Gog and Magog against true Israel, not the Jews-Israeli state, folks, in the final conflict of Armageddon. And America is the number one place where the 12 tribes of Israel have assembled. And that's Revelation 20, verses 1 through 7. The book of Ezekiel clearly states that this battle will occur in the latter years, Ezekiel 38, 8. This means that it will occur before the Day of Judgment, or it will be part of it. All of the millennialistic millennials completely disregard the fact that Gog and Magog are part of the context of Revelation 20, verses 1 through 7. They simply take the thousand years out of this context and project it into the future, after the tribulation and judgment. So what would be the purpose? Now, I believe that this this post-trib millennialism, which is very common among evangelists, is, I think it was promoted actually first by C.I. Schofield. Okay? And uh, he may have had a couple of predecessors, but it was popularized by C.I. Schofield in his Schofield Reference Bible, which was financed by the Rothschilds. Would this doctrine not have the effect of disarming Christians and, and saying to them, oh, well, we don't have to worry. We're going to be raptured, and all the other people are going to be destroyed in the tribulation, but we'll be raptured out of it. We'll have a thousand years of peace, and then after those thousand years of peace, we'll come back and rule the world (laughs) with Jesus, right? Isn't that a doctrine intended to put you to sleep? Yeah, it is. And I guess, uh, yeah, that's uh, because they want to make make you believe that that Judah is Jew and make them, they are like, grafting to the tree, but they can't. And weren't it also in this period, Eli, that you have this British Israelist, Israelist movement that also started? Yes, yes. 
It was a good and movement they, yeah, in, the, in the sense that it uh, awakened uh, the, the British people to the fact that they are uh, Judah and Benjamin together. I mean, uh, Judah and Joseph together. Yeah. And yeah, so, but, but there was, some, I guess, a tool for the Jew to get Palestine because when oh, they yeah. got that, didn't this, this uh, movement die out after that? Absolutely, yeah, because uh, I have information, uh, which I mentioned a long time ago, that the British Israel movement actually got $2 million from the Rothschilds to keep on preaching the same stuff, namely that the Jews are Judah and uh, the other 11 tribes are the rest of us, right? No, that's absolutely fake, fable, non-Israelite teaching, folks. So, But, uh, you know, most of the people in Britain don't believe that. That's just, that's just what's coming from the official, the British Israel World Federation. Okay, that's financed by the Rothschilds. Okay, folks, I hope we're uh, summarizing what's happening in the world today. They're happening right before our very eyes and hopefully not in our bodies. If you've taken the jab, there are treatments for it. And more and more doctors have been working on it. So maybe uh, we'll definitely conclude this uh, you know, this uh, series next week. And maybe we should add some uh, material that demonstrates how to cure yourself or at least mitigate the uh, problems you get when you get the jab. All right, Michael, thanks for being part of today's show. Thank everybody for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We're in the judgment. We're in the tribulation right now, folks. I hope you've noticed. Take care, Michael. Take care, everybody. Yahweh bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yahweh bless you all. Bye.